Well, here we are again, everybody. Welcome to Sleeping on Sunday. I'm Dave Merrill. I'm here with Maddie Ditton. Hey, yo. And Jeff Allen. Hey, guys. And we're coming at you this month with another fun conversation about the stuff that we're talking about here at church. But this one, uh, I think, is apl- applicable in all of life. It actually, I think it finds its source in like the world and not so much church. Um, uh, we're talking pretty much about... Uh, Marie Kondo. <laughs> I mean, pretty much in a weird way. I feel yeah. like it's, it's all about simplicity. We're talking about uh, what is beyond that feeling of uh, when you simplify something and you get this like uh, the feels, all the, all the feels from cleaning out a closet or or uh, organizing your house or getting rid of something or reorganizing your relationships. There's something that comes on the backside of that that we kind of want to get to the heart of and understand, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. that kind of what we're, yeah. what what is, we're going for? What is the reason that when we clean house, whatever that looks like, that we just feel better. I don't know. It's not so simple, is it? Oh, he's got jokes. For I don't it. mean it to jokes. be jokey, but I'm for real. Yeah. I I mean, it could be interesting to start with just like, I mean, we've all, I think, I think it's safe to say that you could talk to anybody and say that they've experienced this, this uh, phenomenon, right? Like mm-hmm. we did something. So for me, I would say something along the lines of, uh, it felt really good when I cleaned out all of the closets in my house. Not, not just like metaphorically, like literally yeah, yeah, cleaned yeah, out literally. the closets of my house, uh, took all the junk out, reorganized, and then I had just a lot less in there. And after I was done, like I went to sleep and I, I slept better that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have experiences like that where we could kind of come back to as reference points for something it's that... Just, yeah, I mean, specifically like, here's an interesting one. So, you know, it's been lawn mowing season for longer than it has been that I've actually mowed. <laughs> so I'd mo- yeah, I resonate with that a I lot. I mowed and weed eated the yard uh, Monday and goodness gracious, did it feel better to see a clean lawn? Yeah. You know, and I know that my, I mean, it just simplified. I don't know. Looking at the house was nicer. <laughs> it felt better. Yeah. So like it was easy to like, to get, to do the work, right. That it took to get to this place where all of a sudden I could, I could rest and have peace. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if I get the exact, I, I yeah, resonate I'm, with you. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that the reality behind that is the same. Yeah, I really do. But it's different. It's different than like cleaning. So there's something about like organizing, organizing or tidying or like, yeah. uh, I don't know what it is. Maddie, what, how about you? I think it's, I, in some ways I feel like it's just putting order to what feels very chaotic. Right. Mm. Like, because for me it is the same thing. It's either cleaning things out, a couple times a year and you just like feel better or like I have like specific penciled in like deep cleaning days Mm -hmm. um, that you just feel better after because you don't realize as time goes on, like how much ends up in disarray, how much stuff you acquire, how much stuff you're like carrying um, that you like don't want to keep doing. So you like create these checkpoints to let stuff go. Um, But I think it's just putting order to what feels chaotic or what you don't even realize is chaotic. Yeah. And I, and I like how you put that, uh, what we don't realize is chaotic. I think the reason that we decided to have this conversation on sleeping on Sunday about, you know, a show ultimately about like faith and our connection to God is that it doesn't just happen in our closets and our yards and beyond that happens internally with our understanding of faith and understanding of God and even our, our emotional health, uh, are able to like air some of that stuff and clean it out helps us to really, uh, become the full version of ourself or come to a full understanding of what we want to believe. Yeah. Yeah. You guys believe that or am I just talking? Yeah. No, I think that for sure. And one of the things I I was thinking about while we were talking about examples we have of cleaning stuff out is the hurdle it takes to get to that point. Like I love the feeling of decluttering, 
or of cleaning or of mowing the lawn. Like that feeling after the fact is great. After the fact. But yes. it takes so much <laughs> energy yeah. to want to initially start the process. Um, and I think that's with our faith as well. Like there's a lot of stuff that I think many of us would love to either just like unpack or maybe not carry with us um, or to explore in a different way. And the idea of it is great. And the end goal would be awesome, but yikes, it takes a lot to actually start that process. Yeah, it really does. And it's kind of like, it's kind of like anything too, like in, in like a psychological realm or a faith realm, which I consider both to be the same for me. Um, when you, you, you realize that you've grown up maybe with something that's not helpful and you're like, let's clean this out. You cannot just go, all right, that's not there anymore. There's like processing to, to happen mm -hmm. or there should be. And if there's not, then you really can, can be a messy person. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like both in your mind and then around other people, it affects other people too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To give the listeners like a visual to cling to, like we, my wife and I did this that day. We cleaned out, and this was a mistake. I don't encourage anyone to do We cleaned out our filing cabinets. Oh boy. Oh, oh my God. You still have and filing so, cabinets? Stuck, shut your face. When you, <laughs> become an adult, when you become an adult, you'll understand. Um, <laughs> you have to have a place. Maddie's younger than us folks. You can't see us, but I also know. have all my stuff on uh, a digital file. file. Drives. Yeah. Anyway. Unfortunately, the world doesn't always send us Do you still stuff. have a scanner or something? <laughs> No, because how do you get the property deed? You into know, a, we'll you know circle she's back done? to this she's later. Simplified. She is simplified. <laughs> Where do you keep your passport? Um, but anyway, my, the, but the visual I was talking about a minute ago was like when we were sit, literally sitting in a room surrounded by piles and piles of paper. Like our whole office was covered in papers. And we looked at each other at the end of the night. We're like, because we didn't finish in one night. We're like, oh my God. And so like this idea of having to sit amidst the chaos for a little bit, even in our, like our, our mindset or our understanding of faith or belief in God, like, there, there is seasons where that is inevitable if you're mm. going to go through this process of being like, man, this has just gotten worse. I think we've had that conversation about deconstruction in the past. Like, yeah. I think people get in that and they're in different levels uh, of experiencing that. So some people are like, I've just totally given up on God. And some people are like, I'm questioning God. And it's all about like the pile that you're sitting in before you can start reordering or, or rebuilding what you uh what you ha tangibly have as a possession or a belief set that you, you're mm. carrying. This reminds me of another metaphor though. We have a playroom for our son and a lot of people will say, all right, here's where all his toys are. I don't care how messy it is. He can go in there in this mess and get every day we clean it back up and we are going to teach him how to clean it up too. But because I think the whole idea is that we will clean up the playroom so that he can explore something new the next day, okay. which I think is a really interesting concept. My wife came up with that. She's like, if it's just always messy, he's not sure what he wants to do. But if we put everything back where it goes, he can approach something new today and he can get something out of it and learn more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I, so my, my question, I think a question I would like to ask all to talk about is why do we even do it? Like why in, in, in our examples of what we did or and it happens in all areas, we don't have to use those examples, but why even pursue the act of simplifying? Mm. Why not just, why not just be content with what we, the situation we have I'm like, okay, we've got clutter. Okay. But there's, I would love to get at the heart of the reason Marie Kondo is a show. Mm -hmm. Like, why did people bite onto that and be like, Ooh, I so resonate with that. And I want to do that. Um, I did it. The world seems to have done it. She became famous. Um, but like, what is behind it for? So for you guys, when you think about that and you're like, Oh, I need to simplify this. Why? Well, like sure. what, what's your motivation? I think for me, it's peace of mind and, and, and de-stressing. So, <clears throat> you know, I think we live in a, we live in a society that in a culture that encourages us to keep up 
constantly. And there's like FOMO and fear, you know, the fear of missing mm-hmm. out. And you're like, I need that. I need that to be happy. I need that to be happy. And before you know it, you have like racked up this, like, I don't know, a closet full of like ideals. And sometimes you just need to like cut back a little bit. And I think it helps you to see the big picture and what matters most in your life. If you can take some of that stuff out of your, of, of your life, mm. you know? So that's for me, it's like a peace of mind and to learn to be content with what I have. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it is um, establishing a healthier relationship to myself and like who I am constantly becoming. Um, it feels like, you know, way more poetic in my spiritual life than in my regular life. But I think <laughs> like physically when I'm having like, like quarter check-ins to clean things out or to clean my house or whatever, um, there's stuff that I get rid of that I thought I was going to want, mm. but I don't want it anymore, but I wanted it when I had it. Um, and so some of it is like physically removing who I'm not anymore in some ways. Um, and I think in my faith, when I've done this, like when I've actually stepped back from everything and been like, all right, all the stuff's out and it's just laying around the floor and I don't know what I'm doing with it. Um, it was a, a process of figuring out who I am. And like you said, bringing a sense of peace to knowing that like, I don't have to take all of this forward with me that nobody says that I have to like drag all of this stuff with me or keep this filing cabinet full um and so some of it is just like uncovering who i am now yeah we're gonna get maddie a filing cabinet for christmas jeff okay the the thought that you just had maddie that i i loved is like uh i got that for a season when i was that is i'm getting rid of stuff that is no longer part of who i am Mm -hmm. i think that like and and in that pursuit like it's funny i think this is all going to come full circle in just a minute but like we were we have stuff that defines us for a season. And then we're like, Hey, this, this no longer defines me anymore. And so we get new things and we bring them into the house and like, Hey, this is part of who I am now. And I'm, I'm assured that later on in a couple of years, like eh, that's mm-hmm. no longer part of who I am. So I like this idea that our, the things that we are filling our lives with that we're hanging on to are pieces of who we used to be and not who we're becoming that mm-hmm. idea of becoming. Uh, I thought it was really, it's brilliant. No, it's great because, and that's another point. It's like, when you when you bring something new in, you have to get rid of something old. Like mm-hmm. that's what oh, I think that's a like a pretty basic step of like decluttering or simplifying your like possessions. You know, if you want to bring something new in, let's. I remember I remember there are a lot of people who do that with toys with their kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, you want a new toy? Okay, but we've got to put this one in, and take it to Goodwill. You know, just to keep things decluttered. So you bring in something. You, you if you're getting rid of something or bringing in something new getting rid of something old. And like Dave, you were kind of talking about that with like, this is no longer who I am. So I do not need to hold on to this anymore. Yeah. The thing with the kids toys though, I mean, there's just not enough space in the house. Well, that's (laughs) true. But there's not enough space in your life. That's also a thing, right? Like there's not enough space in, yeah, in your life to carry all of it forward. Yeah. And I think you raise a good point, Jeff, about the fact that like simplification in theory, um, sounds great. Simplification Simplification in theory theory sounds great. (laughs) Um, And like it's ever ongoing. Like it's not just a one time you mow the lawn and then you never mow the Mm -hmm. lawn again. Right. Like you have to do it over and over and keep up with it. Um, Which is why I think shifting the mindset of it feels like a, a commitment, which is part of like why it can be so hard to get started towards like, it's just like a periodic check in. almost uh, makes it feel a little less stressful because Mm -hmm. you don't always have to declutter everything at the same time too. Like you can take your time and just do like one thing at a time. 
as I was thinking about it, like I ultimately, and I think we kind of all nodded our heads. Like when I do this, I get a deep sense of peace. And I try to think, okay, so I do it because I want peace. But really that peace is coming from, oh, I, I feel like I'm in control or I understand. I, I, this, and you're going to have to help me unpack this. Mm-hmm. I understand what I, what I possess or I have, I, like before in that closet, I had no idea what was in there. And at the end, I'm like, oh, I know exactly where everything is as it should be and everything I need, I need and everything I don't, I don't. So it's more like a, a realization of uh, I have a piece because I'm like, oh, I have taken inventory of my life of what I do and don't have. And what I and so that gives me a, a sense of control that I'm wondering if like control is something that could be at the heart of this. I thought it was going to be peace, but peace comes from knowing that like, oh, I understand so there's this idea of like, oh, I've gotten this understanding or this control or something that yeah. comes comes from that. Yeah? Yeah. I also wonder if there's a space for like, maybe instead of peace, almost like gratitude. Because I think sometimes it like, the clean out looks different every time you circle back to it. And yet there's always kind of a moment where you're able to assess like, this is what I have. This is what I don't have. This is what I don't need. This is what I do need. I have what I need. I can progress forward. Um, And because of the control, like it is helpful to know where everything is, to know what I have and to know what I still need to be working towards um, or to be praying for or whatever that looks like. Um, But I can also be really grateful that in getting rid of stuff, I still have plenty. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense to me. I think about like, yes, Let's go back to the metaphor of cleaning a closet out. You're going to pull stuff out. You're going to see all this crap you have. And you're saying, this is something I, this is something that brings me joy. That's the Marie Kondo way, right? Mm-hmm. This brings me joy. This does not bring me joy. And then you realize that all these things that bring you joy is enough for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that makes sense to me, Maddie, mm-hmm. what you're saying. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a jump here. I have, so I'm excited about the jump. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to take it to a theological place and I'm going to say, Here's what I just said. So when I talk to my kids about God, right, uh, my kids are third grade and kindergarten, so they're they're little dudes. And when I talked about them, I only feed them what is like, I feel like the foundation Mm -hmm. of of this whole thing. Because I don't want to give them bag, like this is my baggage, not their baggage, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to start filling up their metaphorical closets before I need to. But it's helped me in my journey. Since I've become a parent, I'm like, oh, guys, God is love period. And your job is to share love with the world, share God with the world. That That's it. And that's the only thing we ever tell them. And in that I have really, like, it has opened my eyes to like new, <laughs> uh, new possibilities or new understandings of God. And it, what's funny is it's like the most simple thought. Like I was doing it on purpose to teach a child. Mm-hmm. And in it, I found this like freedom from understanding all of my thoughts on all the things from a God standpoint. I've been like, oh, the foundation of all of those thoughts comes back to, hey, guys, the whole point, the whole point of everything is to love and share love with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that there's something there in that too that applies to our lives of like, oh gosh, when we declutter our spaces and our minds and our hearts, it frees us to no longer have anxiety about, you know, what we're carrying or, uh, or having to manage all the crap that we have. And it frees us for this place of like no longer, uh, doing or managing our, our life, mm-hmm. but just like being, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. If we're free to be who we, who the three of us believe, you know, who we're called to be of like people of love and, and to share that with others. So really like in this pursuit of trying to uh, simplify, to become more whole, it's funny that in, in giving, in giving away more, we experience a deeper fullness of life. Mm. Right. Yeah. I would, I would venture to say that in, in what you're saying there, Dave, the, the whole back to the basics uh, idea is where so many of us along our faith journeys have lost our way. And maybe with the church in, in general, the evangelical church maybe has lost its way. We have forgotten that the whole idea is the love, right? And to spread the love of Jesus. That's good stuff. I love what you just said there. Yeah. And I've lost my way there too, because you want to get into the weeds of, of this thing that excludes certain people and this thing that excludes other people when really it was like all about Jesus's love. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that, man. It's helpful to me. Um, in my faith, just that thought it's relieving. It relieves a lot of some like stress. That yeah. Feels like it's yeah. on me. It, it, go ahead, Maddie. I'm gonna say something about identity. I'm just saying that so I don't forget. Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say it also helps in the like reorganizing process too. Um, because maybe instead like that's like the spiritual version of does this spark joy? Like, does this allow me to just love people more fully? And if it doesn't, maybe I don't need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It also gives us a confidence to even, um, because let me just get to the thought. So because God had given us this undeserved unfair gift, I'm talking to my boys. Hey, because of that guys, you don't have to do anything to identify yourself. Mm -hmm. There's nothing extra that you need to do to be, worthy or to be filled or to be who you are like you are just a being in the world who divine love like showers itself upon regardless of where you stand and if we can accept that you'll have you'll have this fulfillment and i i would imagine at least in my life that like a lot of the stuff that and i'm not saying stuff is bad some stuff is good like we have this desire we have an appetite to get more and i think it's healthy i think it's fine but where it can get out of control is when we get those things to uh selfishly fulfill for ourselves, who we are to have, to have an understanding of like, Oh, I, this is part of who I, my identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's weird because if it's part of your identity, it's only your part of identity for a season and then it goes away and it's no longer. And so mm-hmm. we're trying to, uh, come to this realization of who we are through our things, as opposed to like this entry level point of no, 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 no. Who you are is just like who everyone else is, and you exist in this world that is just surrounded for the purpose of like sharing ourselves to for the betterment of others, mm-hmm. right? I could just be, yeah, yeah but yeah, know, that's okay. I'm there's some, to... there's something there. I, I, I'm believing that there's like a, uh, I don't want to call it a, well, a theological doing, truth. That's at the well, what you're it. doing right now is exploring something that that takes work, you know? So like, you're going to simplify your life. This is something I was thinking about the other day when we were talking about this topic, the idea of simplification is oftentimes it's going to get harder before it gets easier. Mm -hmm. Like when you're unpacking, like, like back to the closet idea, if you take your, you're unpacking your closet, you have to take all this stuff out of this space and it's just there now. And now you have a bigger, bigger mess than you started with because it's all over your house. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where we are when we start to unpack and to, and to try to simplify our faith or our lives in general, is that now we have to look over all this stuff and, and we can't, we can't stop or it stays complicated, maybe more complicated than it was when we started. Mm. So I'm hearing you unpack something Dave on the spot and it gets a little messy Yeah, and I get why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. 
other, I don't know how this fits into this, but the other thing that I was thinking about um, that I've come back to a lot lately um, is we went to a um, annual conference one year for the Methodist church. What's annual conference? It, it doesn't matter. Be, be very brief in describing <laughs> we that. We all get together and we do stuff. <laughs> Method um, nerds. It's a Methodist thing. there was a, a speaker that was just so good um, and it stuck with me. And it, he was talking about the, the story of David and Goliath um, and this idea that when David got there, you know, the king tried to put all of his armor on David and David mm. essentially says like, these clothes don't fit. And he takes all of that back off and in the simplest way possible is able to overcome this thing. Um, and in this idea of identity, what I'm thinking about is that sometimes we try, because we have it unpacked or simplified our own life, as a means of like quickly getting rid of things, we try to project stuff onto other people um, or kind of put our armor onto someone else or to assume that they are also carrying these things or they are also going through what we are going through. Um, and in doing so, like, we're, we're not really simplifying anything. We're actually making it a lot more complicated. And sometimes there's something to this idea of knowing who you are enough to be able to say like, hey, you've got to unpack your stuff. I've kind of already simplified mine. I'm happy to help you do that, but like, don't put that on mm -hmm. me. Um, I don't know, which it, feels like another layer to it. Like the ability to simplify even down to saying like, I can appreciate that something that you're carrying and I'm not going to pick that up right now. Oh, so you're, you're, you're saying that, yeah, yeah, like so, uh, the, the stuff that we have can even be other people's baggage yeah. that we're being invited into to help. Quotes. Yeah. Like uh, help me clean out my closet, but really I'm going to expect you to also take all of it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I've been there. I, yeah, I was there. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, I think that's really, uh, in, at least in our profession, that is a very real reality of mm -hmm. like, Hey, walk, walk, take me the whole way. And really it's just, I mean, I think it comes down to is like, this is personal work that has to be done. And I don't think it's done without guidance mm -hmm. at, at all, mm -hmm. but you have to recognize that the things in your closet are very different than the things in someone else's closet. And mm -hmm. so when you're asking for people, I think getting to, this is why the, the point of this episode, like getting to the heart of why you're doing that mm -hmm. is something that we can actually all share together. Mm -hmm. Like what you're looking for in that is, uh, and I wish I could see the answer. I don't know what you're looking for in this whole process of simplifying beyond simple is this idea of you're looking for a deep peace. I know that, mm -hmm. right. It's something that helps us feel better at the end of it. And so we're looking to feel or experience life more fully or to not have anxiety or burden. We, we do this process of simplification to have either knowledge or control or peace or, you know, time, mm -hmm. you know, more of our life back to experience it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that's a great, I love that idea, that thought of like, oh, we have to be careful in receiving other people's baggage and mm. also giving our own baggage mm -hmm. and coming at it from a place of uh, like, hey, I'm looking for that thing you have yeah, without taking them on our journey with us. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so th there's a verse that uh, we can maybe talk about for just a second. Uh, it's in First Timothy. If you guys ever want to like really like, if I don't, if you're a Bible person or not, there's a piece of historical literature out there that I think speaks to this in a way. It's a verse it's in the book, first uh, Timothy chapter six, it says this, it says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. So godliness with great contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of this world. So the, the last half of that's pretty understandable. You're like, Hey, we didn't bring anything. We didn't have stuff. And we're not taking anything out of here. But godliness with contentment is great gain, meaning that uh, our ability to be like God, so like we said just a minute ago, our ability to 
be love for sacrificial love for other people, uh, and to be able to be content in that is content in that is where we gain. Mm-hmm. That is that is the thing we're looking for to have a more to have more experience more uh, at the heart of it all is this this ability to be like God and be content with what we ha- be content with what we have, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the magic. What I'm, I dare to say is the magic in this, uh, uh, in our simplification, is the giving away of our, our best self. So when we, you know, get rid of that wardrobe that we have, or we get rid of those kids' toys that we have, uh, it, it not only does something for us in like providing space and time, all those things that the articles online would tell you are the benefits of getting rid of stuff. It, it also frees us to be a more full version of ourself. And so I would, I would be an advocate for like, I think the act of simplification is a must do mm-hmm. in understanding who we're becoming. Like you were talking about a second ago, Maddie, because it's what we're called to do as people of faith or people who follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm. yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I yes. like that. I think that's true. And I think that if you're going to have, <laughs> if you're going to consider yourself evangelical in any way, and I mean that by the sense of the word where you tell other people about the love of Jesus, if you don't simplify that idea. It's a, it's just not going to work. Like how do you tell people about Jesus in the most simplest way? You know, you can't get into this. Do- well, the doctrine of my church and the you know, all this seminary stuff, which is great to know is not going to help you communicate that. Yeah. Even not the doctrine, but even I'm the practices are good. Don't hear me dogging them. I think they're, I do them. I agreed. But, but there's at some point where it becomes a, a proving ground for, mm-hmm. oh, I read my daily scripture, and so there now I'm worthy. Or I gave to yes. my church, or I gave to an organization, and so now I'm okay with God. There's this mentality yes. that exists where if we do enough stuff, and this is like, just think about it as piling things into your the drawer of your desk or whatever it is, but like my Bible reading, my giving, my worship, my praying... Mm-hmm. All of these things we put in this drawer and it becomes things that we carry as a burden. And really the whole point is to come back to like, hey, before you did that, those things are not there as as a proven ground for who you are, right? This is yeah. not, that is not how God, as we understand it, that's not how God works. It is the, it's a free gift to be our full selves because of God's ability to, mm-hmm. to share with us from the beginning. That makes me think of... Um, my own experience, but also kind of the way in which we compartmentalize our faith and the rest of our life, which I think makes it overcomplicated. Yeah. Say um, more about that. I want to hear about the compartmentalization. Because I think that happens, right? Like we go to church on Sunday and we leave our faith to that particular space, or we have our church friends and we have our work friends and the two never mingle together. Or <laughs> if I'm reading, I'm only reading my Bible and then I'm going to read this other book but like, I'm never going to see it. Like this idea of keeping our relationship as a piece of who we are tucked away over here. And then other pieces of us are tucked away in all these other spaces. And it becomes hard to keep up with all of that. And I think, um, a, a simple way to do that is to find a way to start like seeing your faith as something that is integrated. Um, and to see God in every area of your life, even if it's just in tiny ways, Um, one example of this is, um, I have an acronym that I love, um, and it's called the climb. Um, it works with the song perfectly, but, um, it's, 
I came in like a wrecking ball. All right, Miley Cyrus, can I finish my thought? (laughs) Thank you. Um, But it's like all of these different areas where you can just touch base and think about your day and then recognize that God might be present there. So specifically, how did you connect with God? What what is something new that you're learning? What are you excited about? What relationships are you cultivating? Have you met any new people? Are you navigating new dynamics? Is there a goal that you're working towards? Um, Are you taking care of your mental, emotional, physical health? Like all of those things are things that you're doing throughout every area of your day. And yet you can have these like little check-ins to just see like, am I keeping up with this a little bit? And that can be a spiritual practice and it doesn't feel like it has to be isolated or something that takes a lot of extra work. Or an um, obligation even. Right. Because what I like about these is like, you, I mean, these could exist outside church, again, quote, you can't see me, church world. Yeah. Um, um, Cause I think that's true for like a hey, connecting to a higher power. That's something that I think the world resonates with. Like, Oh, I recognize that I didn't bring myself here learning something new. That's for everybody. Right. right? That's not like a not, not church thing. So I think what these things do is they enhance. It's almost like it's the, uh, uh, if we go back to Marie Kondo, it's like, these are the things that will help you spark joy. Like, how do you define what sparks joy? Like, this is like tools for helping you to define like what sparks joy for me. Those key relationships. Like, yeah. what are those people in your life that you need to invest in that actually bring you joy and that help you become a better version of yourself? Yeah. I think they're great. So, and how do you just lean into that versus all of this other stuff? Because there's always something else. I think this provides like a narrower focus, um, but one that feels a little more clear. Yeah. Uh, the other part I was digging on when you were talking was this, uh, the idea of like, we have our, our church crowd and we have our real crowd. And I feel like I see that a lot in the people who attend churches, all churches, not, not just, mm-hmm. not just ours, but like all churches. And the, one of the reasons I like that the, the, the one we work for is that we have, there's this mentality of, Hey, everyone, everyone, literally everyone belongs from day one, right? You have, you, you belong first and then, uh, you become by do by doing things. So like you grow into it by doing, you know, simple practices. And then at the end of it, you can come to believe like, Oh, God's working in my life. I love that. Where the opposite of that is true at some other churches, not all, but some other churches is like, Hey, you have to come here and then you have to believe what we believe. You have to do what we do. And then, and then you're able to belong at this place. And that really is that, that, uh, um, exasperates the uh, the notion that like, oh, I've got to do something in order to belong to the family of God. And I have a real problem with that. And so mm-hmm. like churches should, any church that you are, faith community that you're part of, man, I hope they look messy. I hope there's people there that you're like, oh, they're here? That's, is that a thing? Um, because I think, what, what for, I think I've gotten off topic. This is not about simplification anymore. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm just saying like, I, I love the fact mm-hmm. that, um, no, it is about simplification. It is. Yeah. It is because the belonging at the at the, the get go is the simplified process of like, hey guys, you don't have to prove. Your, there's nothing yeah. to prove. You're here. Great. So yeah. done. Everything that you're trying to do to connect to a divine source of love or God or whatever energy, whatever you want to call it, uh, it you don't have to. Yeah. Is, is the is the simple. simple no, I part think of what that. you're saying. Uh, you you came back to the simplification and it and it puts something in my head of a of a thing that I have to work out. You know, in my own life. Like one, one day I was at a church and there were like, all of a sudden there were a group of people who, and I'm just going to be real honest and say, looked like they didn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh look, I'm a big, I'm judging. And, and, uh, what I'm doing is I'm putting my baggage of crap mm-hmm. and I'm projecting it onto these people. And meanwhile, so the whole simplification thing about it, Dave, is that I'm carrying around a bunch of stuff that I do not need to be carrying around anymore. All I need is a toothbrush, toothpaste, and a comb in that bag. I don't need all this stuff that's making me feel this way about, mm-hmm. 
about these people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think when we project that on other people, we're actually projecting it on ourselves Both. as well, saying yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, I recognize things in you that don't fit. And so that must mean that I think that there's things in me that also don't fit. Because right. yeah. you're believing a truth that, oh, at some level of point, I could do something where I'm no longer welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's God, right. And I can go off on that. Oh, I didn't yeah. think about that until you just said it. Well, Gosh. and it's the affirmation too of like, I must fit here. Like it's both, I've got stuff that makes me feel like I won't fit, so I'm going to try to justify that I fit with these other things that make me feel good about myself. It's like that that like insecurity kind of begins to creep out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm for it. Yeah. All right. Um, what else? We, any other final thoughts that we have about this? Um, th- I, I will say this. I'll say that I... Maddie, I liked your, your acronym, the thing that you, you mm-hmm. talked about there. And I think that I think about simplifying is that I have about 4 billion acronyms that come that people are like, here, use this. And I, and I think if we can settle on one, let's mm-hmm. call it Maddie's. Perfect. <laughs> to simplify <laughs> our lives and how to help us simplify our faith. That would be super helpful. No, I, I'm serious though. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Thanks for bringing that up. And I think that we should write that out in the show description. Yeah. Exactly what you said it was. Yeah. Yeah. And right before this, I was watching a, uh, you heard and you caught me watching a sermon. Yeah. Uh, it was about appetites and he was preaching about how like appetites, regardless of their like physical appetites or like our, our, our uh, the appetites we have for things in life, they're never fully finally, insa- they're never fully and finally satisfied, he says, but they're also God given. Mm. And so our ability to like, uh, to balance, um, to balance this thing of like, yes, it's fine to have more. We're not saying like, get rid of all your stuff and everything's going to be good and gravy. That's not, that's not the, that's not the point. Mm -hmm. You have an appetite to always, and, but uh, they'll never be satisfied. You have to recognize it's important for us to recognize that the things of this world that we take on to uh, find fulfillment or deep peace, or as it would be called shalom, like a whole, a wholeness in your life. They're never, those things aren't going to be the thing that, make you feel whole. Mm-hmm. I think if, if we're coming down and boiling down faith to all of it, like yet yeah, they're great. They're going to help you feel joy. They're going to help you feel contentment for a season, but you're not going to, as we said earlier, you're not going to leave this world with those things. Yeah. And so I hope that you can uh, walk away knowing or drive away or whatever you're doing right now, knowing that uh, you've got the fullness of the love of God right now. Uh, and I hope that you'll go out that knowing that you'll be grateful for it. And then you'll want to share it with others um, yeah, I hope you guys can do that. We have all kinds of stuff that ways you can follow us. Yes. You can you guys- find us um, on Instagram. You can also find us on TikTok at gathering now. Um, and you can sign up for our email list and there you're going to get additional content, blog posts, access to some other thoughts. So if you like this conversation, be sure to go follow us there to sign up for that list and make sure to like this episode. Maybe leave us a comment, maybe leave us a review. Um, All of that helps us reach other people and help other people engage with us. Yeah. All right. Leave the people (laughs) with a big old kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Silly. (laughs) Bye, Bye.